Hi, and welcome to this episode of Your Cheshire. Today, I speak to private chef Pete Cooks, who offers private dinner parties, cooking lessons, and bespoke meal plans. You can visit Pete at petecooks.com or visit his Instagram page, which is Pete underscore underscore cooks. He's got some amazing pictures of food on there that would definitely get you inspired to have a dinner party. Enjoy the show. I've been really excited to talk to you because... I love eating out. And one thing that I've missed so much during lockdown is being able to pop out for dinner and all that kind of stuff that goes with it. So this is why I'm so excited about the service that you offer, because the thought of having a chef come to the house and prepare something for either a party in the garden or it's exciting. So tell me about how you got started. Well, first of all, hey, how are you doing? Nice to, yeah, nice to see you too. Um, yeah, how I got started. So I started cooking when I was a boy, when I was a boy, really. So when I was about 10 years old, I would do like the Sunday roast. My mum let me do the Sunday roast and she sort of eased me in and teach me new things over the years. Um, My mum used to be a baker, so she was always in the kitchen. So I was constantly watching her and learning new things from her. Um, But I didn't really start cooking until I was 18, like professionally. Um, And I moved to the French Alps and I'd work in a chalet um so we'd we'd cook for sort of 16 people they were all like you get a lot of like there's a lot of posh people there why did you go straight to the French Alps then is that a job that came about that you just kind of applied for and you thought right this is perfect for me (laughs) well sort of I like to think fate had its way I um I was working at a call center straight out of school and I hated it like I absolutely hated it I think I was there for about two weeks and then my auntie called me and said, a friend of hers has a ski company and they're looking for chalet hosts and chefs. And she just thought of me and said, you know, get in touch. So I skived off work the next day and uh, <laughs> went up to Leeds and met this woman um, who ran this who ran the ski company and got the job on, on the spot and never turned up to work again. And yeah, never, you know, I've been never a chef ever back. since. Yeah. Never ever looked back. No, ever, never. Um, I think it was still one of the best paid jobs I had, though. So, regret that part of it. But no, it was. Um, <laughs> Did you do a lot of training out there then? So, when you got to France, was that where all of your training started? Yeah, I'd say so. I um, I haven't been officially trained, so I've not had any. You know, I've not been to catering college or anything like that. Um, I'm pretty much self-taught. You know, we we got when we got to the French Alps. I think we had a week's training. But the chef was pretty useless anyway, so we ended up just like doing our own things, um, which was really cool. Um, so when you got to France, you, how did you, what your training? You just got you were just straight into the job. You were like one week training, telling you how to cook certain things, and then you were just straight into cooking. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So um, yeah, one week's training, and then we had our first guests. I remember our first guests were mm. um, they could only eat halal meat. And there was loads of diet requirements. And obviously, we'd been thrown in at the deep end. We didn't have a, you know, I'd only cooked for, like, my family before. And then we had to cook all this different, and all these different meats and to all these different diet requirements. It was quite quite new for us. But it was a really interesting experience and and something that really got me on the track to cooking. Um, So I did that for a couple of years um, for a couple of different companies and then moved to Berlin. And that's when I started private chefing as it were so I worked for one person in Berlin I um 
me and a friend of mine moved over there in 2013. Um, we had two weeks rent mm-hmm. paid for and I had 40 quid in my pocket. I think my friend had an overdraft, which we we shared in the end. But um, yeah, we had two weeks basically to find jobs. And uh, yeah, we've got on Craigslist and, and um, eBay Kleinenzang, as it's called over there. And, and looked for jobs, you know, and this job came up as a private chef. And I just, I, I was like, I saw it and I was like, that is, you know, that's what I want. It was exactly why I moved over there. It's exactly what I wanted. So I applied, didn't hear anything back, applied again, didn't hear anything back. And then managed to get the number of this, the guy who, who was uh, posting the job. And I called him up and just said, can I come and cook for you? His girlfriend answered actually and said, yeah, come round, you know, come round tomorrow night. And, uh, see what you can do so I you know went round cooked cook for them um yeah and got the job on the spot really and uh did that for six years so I'd cook for one person I'd, I'd do his breakfast lunch and dinner um which is which is where I where I'd say I really learned to cook because his one rule was that he didn't want to eat the same thing twice so wow <laughs> over six years that really you know, builds up and builds up, you know, so don't get me wrong, he would eat the same thing occasionally, he'd say at the start of the week, you know, he, I'd really like that noodle dish, or I'd really like that salmon dish, or, you know, that chicken dish or something, but generally, it would be something brand new for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day for six years, um, which was half my job was, like, trying to think of new recipes. Yeah, that's quite challenging, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was, but as much as it was a big challenge, and I sort of, hated him for it at the time um going on to my business now it's it's meant that I can cook such a variety of different cuisines and different dishes that it's so beneficial now to my business yeah and adapt to different um dietary requirements I mean like I'm vegetarian like 90% vegan I suppose you get you know there's gluten-free there's all of these different intolerances now especially yeah. now it gets gets more and more so I suppose that's enabled you to adapt really quickly and kind of move keep moving your business forward um so after Berlin then what what, what happened then where did you go from there um so I spent some time in in Bali and then South Africa and then Mexico uh for about a year I was traveling those countries and and did you take time out there and you weren't sort of working when you were traveling? It was just time to travel and get some ideas. Was it different cuisines you were looking at and when you were traveling? Yeah, it was a bit of both, really. I, I wanted a break and I wanted to get, I wanted a break from cooking, actually, because I've been doing it for sort of 10 years. Um, so I actually taught myself to web design. Um, I don't know how or why, but I just thought if I want to travel, that's a way that I can earn some money whilst I'm traveling. Um, yeah, so I did that, sort of blagged that for a year, got a few clients that I don't know how I got, but, um, yeah, I went and did some traveling, but for me, it was a massive food tour and a massive food experience because, you know, everywhere we went, we'd speak to the chefs, we'd, you know, try different local cuisines, get so much like inside information from the locals and, um, lots of authentic recipes so yeah, a lot of my food now, like I do a lot of Mexican food, I do a lot of Indonesian food. You know. Would you say it's inspired by your travelling? Yeah, definitely inspired by my travelling. Yeah. 100%. Um, so before before I came back to England, that's what I was doing. And then, yeah, I just thought, 
you know, I'd been out of the country for such a long time. I wanted to come back home. I was missing my family. You know, I've got a 12-year-old brother who's who's growing up so quick that I didn't want to miss any more of that. Um, you know, I just decided to move back and, and, and set up over here. And when I first moved back to England, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I didn't know about Pete Cook's, you know. I just had a little a little thing to myself. It took about a month to get myself settled, get myself, you know, a new house and car and, you know, get my feet on the ground in England first before I did anything. Yeah. And then I just thought, you know, we live in Cheshire and well, several reasons, you know. So there's a market for good food around here. There's also quite a lot of wealth around Cheshire, mm-hmm. especially around me. Like I live in Macclesfield and, and sort of surrounding me is all sort of, let's say, wealthier areas. Um, so I just thought it was a sort of perfect location um, to try and go out on my own and, and come to people's houses and cook. And I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I built my own website. I I um, did a little Facebook post and it just went from there. You know, it just absolutely blew up. Wow. So how long have you been running now since you got back from the UK, to back to the UK? So I got back to the UK in April last year and set up in May. So I'd, I had a month, I think, to, to sort of get myself sorted, do the website. And then I cooked for the first time in... June the 23rd it was, mm. I remember it well, my first one. Um, yeah, and then, you know, since then really, so since June, since uh, the end of June, I've been I've been cooking and, you know, I've probably cooked 200 times since then. It's, uh, wow. It's been pretty mega. So tell me a bit about the services you provide and what you enjoy the most. I know you mentioned meal prep and then obviously there's the private dinner parties. So talk me through that. Uh, yeah, so I've got multiple services i have dinner parties which i'll talk to you about later um but yeah the regular sort of yeah Mm -hmm. ready meals is one word for it i like to call it fridge filling um yeah i'll cater for people like you say who have got busy lifestyles i don't so much deliver i have been at the moment with with covid but i tend to go into people's houses i will cook food for the next three and a half days so it's completely fresh i'll plate it all up as it as it was in a restaurant ready for them to reheat in the most convenient way some of the things you know if it's a lunch it might be a cold salad so it's just you know open up ready to go um but yeah I tend to do that for you know several families or let's say business people who haven't got time um and yeah I'll go into the house I'll prepare you know breakfast lunch and dinners for the rest of the the the, the week so I go into people's houses and cook for three to three and a half days at a time um, just to ensure it's really fresh basically so nothing gets frozen everything's just straight out of the fridge you know ready to reheat in your at your convenience if you wanted a full week I'd go to your house twice so I'd go say on a Monday fill up for the Monday Tuesday Wednesday go on a, on a Thursday Thursday Friday Saturday and they'll tend to eat their own you know do their own thing on a Sunday um, so that's the kind of ready meal stuff I do but it's not so much your, you know, your bulk cooking mm-hmm. and, and putting in Tupperware. I actually really don't like Tupperware. Um, you know, it's a bit more restaurant quality food at your convenience. Which I think I would say that's, I I would say that's what people are looking for because you know there's hundreds of supermarkets out there that you can go and get decent ready meals to bang in the microwave. Exactly. And the whole point of having you know your own chef prepare your meals is so it's restaurant quality 
I think, you know, you can't really get better than that. Yeah, exactly. And the response from it has been been really amazing. Cool. And then talk me through what, so your um, private parties. So how, so you got, was the first thing that you did when you came to the UK, was your first job a private party? What was the first thing? Yeah, so actually when I first set up, I just concentrated on the dinner parties. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I knew that I wanted to do other services, but I thought I just want to take one thing at a time. Um, so all I did was concentrate on, on promoting these dinner parties where I'd go to people's houses, I'd take care of absolutely everything from the shopping to the washing up. People could have, you know, up to 16, 20 guests in their house. And I will cater for them an amazing five course, six course, seven course, whatever you want meal um, where, you know, you as the host can just sit back and relax. You know, you don't have to do anything. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's also, you know, if you've got young kids, you know, you can get them to bed. You don't have to worry about a babysitter. You can have as much to drink as you want because, you know, you don't have to drive. Yeah. Um, so I, I just love it. And what, what I love most about it is it's so personal. Like every single dinner party I've been to, I feel like I've made some new mates. Like, because it's so, um, yeah, just so personal, so bespoke. You, you, you get very close to the people you're cooking for in a short amount of time. Yeah, because I think it was, because I, I always think this about chefs in restaurants. Like they're all, there's so much behind the scenes often that they don't really get any thanks for what they're doing. It's all the front of house staff and managers and all that kind of thing. But to be cooking in someone's house, it's it's an experience for them and their guests. So they want to talk to the chef. They want to talk to you. You feel like part of it, don't you? It's almost like you're the, well, you are, you're kind of the feature of the evening. And it's probably nicer for you as well because you get direct feedback on the food from from people as well. Exactly. I um, Exactly what you said about chefs in restaurants, really. They don't get any credit at all, and it's, it's not really fair, but, you know, it is what it is. It's the restaurant industry. Um, they might get a, an occasional compliments to the chef. Um, mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't really want to work in a restaurant, that being one of the reasons, but, you know, also you're limited to, to cooking one type of cuisine generally. Mm-hmm. You're generally limited to what the head chef's cooking. You know, you're probably learning 10 old dishes, over your lifetime in a restaurant you know they might bring in some new um, recipes and stuff but what I like about the private chefing is I can take any cuisine and and make a a whole menu about that Um, yeah so so for me the the thing I love about it the most is that like personal effect the personal side of things that that you get with the dinner parties you know, like you say, you know, you get very close to these people. Um, would you just do a romantic p- uh, meal for two people at home, right through to how many? What's the most people that you would cater for in a private dining setting? Yeah, so honestly, I don't really tend to do two people dinner parties. You know, I've done a, I've done a couple where I've co- cooked for like romantic meals, but that's just more of a mm-hmm. bespoke service where they've got in touch with me and we've arranged a price yeah. together. You know, a dinner party start from four people um, and they go to yeah. 30 people I'll cook for if you've got a space big enough or if we can rent say like an Airbnb that we can use their kitchens and things like that mm-hmm. you know 30 is the most I cook for in a dinner party setting but you know if you're wanting more of a fill the table with loads of food I don't like the word buffet but yeah <laughs> buffet, 
you know, I'll cook up to, to 300 people, wow. you know. And how much help do you have? Um, or is it just you? <laughs> not that much, to be honest with you, no. Um, so I have one helper. Her name's Ellie. She's brilliant. She's been working with me for six months. She helps out if I have more than 10 people for a dinner party. So any other numbers than that, I can handle it myself. Um, when I get to the bigger numbers, same again, really. Even if I'm cooking for 300, I'll probably only have three people with me. Right. You know, there's not a big necessity. I, I try and do most of the cooking myself or have someone just help me with the prep. What about serving? And then people just help serving. Yeah, people helping serving. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when I'm doing a dinner party, they'll, they'll tend to be someone with me who she'll get... Well, Ellie's a name. She'll take care of the the washing up. She'll take care of the serving of drinks. You know, she'll have little chats with the the guests and things like that as well. Whilst I'm busy, um, she'll clean up all after me. So you know, you do. It's um, it's great. So as well as luxurious dinner parties, and do you ever get any inquiries about um, heavily nutritional based um, meals? So, for example, somebody that's lacking in, you know, vitamin D or an iron deficiency, do you cater um, for sort of nutritional needs in that sense? Um, is there anything, is there any nutritional dishes or ways of cooking that you are um, an expert in or, or passionate about? I wouldn't say I'm really into nutritional stuff, um, but a lot of my clients are. A lot of my clients are and I can really cater to that. Um, you know, let me take the the person I cooked for in Berlin for six years, for example, had a no carb diet. Right. So he was on like a uh, like a paleo diet, mm-hmm. where he'd have yeah, it's basically like classes the caveman's diet. It's a very high protein, um, lots of vegetables, salad, and and protein really, no carbs at all. Um, and then some of my regular clients now, you know, I've cooked for a couple of professional sports people who I have to follow their nutritionalist guidelines mm-hmm. um, and they're all on very specific diets you know every single person I cook for tends to have a completely different diet mm-hmm. um, I'd say that more in the regular work that I'm always working to a specific diet like most people don't employ me just for the sake of it you know it's more like they've got a plan to follow and they they know that I can guarantee that whilst making the food really tasty and fresh mm-hmm. Um, yeah and then in terms of you know even with the dinner party every dinner party you know has some sort of dietary requirement whether it's celiac whether it's vegan whether it's vegetarian you know you always have to adapt slightly you know over the I don't know how many dinner parties I've done now but there's probably only been one or two where there's been no dietary requirements right out of like 200 yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's always one. Like you say yourself, you're a vegan or vegetarian, nearly a vegan. You know, so I have to alter my catering to you. Mm-hmm. Be that awkward one. <laughs> Be like, no, she's calling. Don't answer the phone. Don't <laughs> want to cook for her party. <laughs> um, so what do you enjoy most? You seem very passionate about what you do. I think that comes across I mean, I haven't met you before and we're doing this podcast over this situation because of the current climate we're in. And But just reading about you, looking at your website, what you do, you've, you seem very passionate. What is what is it that you enjoy the most? It doesn't feel like work. 
You can't get better than that. Cooking to me does not feel like work. And, and I'm a big believer that you, should, that you should be doing something you love. And, you know, when I cook, the whole world goes away. You know, I don't think about anything. Time flies. You know, I, I'm dancing around the kitchen. You know, I, 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 yeah, I genuinely just, just love it. And like I say, time just, just, yeah, I don't know how I can answer that question other than that, really. Well, that's, um, that's, that is good because I, and I know how you feel about, um, when you say like time just goes and you kind of don't think about anything else. I actually really enjoy cooking. And when I'm cooking something from scratch, my, I don't think about anything else in my life. I don't worry about anything. I don't think about what's next, what am I doing tomorrow, yeah. what phone calls I've got to make, how busy I am. It's you concentrating on that meal. And I don't, it's a real stress reliever, isn't it? Yeah, massively, massively. Mm. So like when I'll, I'll go to dinner parties on, you know, generally Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays. But, you know, I, I wake up so excited to do them, which is very rare with, with a job, I guess. Mm. Um, so I'm really lucky in that sense that, you know, I found something that I'm passionate about and something that I'm, you know, I must be quite good at if I'm getting this reaction. Yeah. So, you know, some, I'm just going to stick out because why change a good thing? You know, it's making me happy and that's all that matters. Yeah, so. Totally. Totally. And what are your favourite things to cook? Have you got like a favourite dish? Um, I wouldn't say I have a favourite dish so much. I have a favourite cuisine. You know, I love cooking Indonesian cuisine. You know, when I spent some time in Bali, I was there for about three or four months. I really got into the the cooking over there and the different spices they use and the freshness of the food. Um, that's the type of food I love to cook the most. And a lot of the people I cook for, um, dinner parties wise, will choose an Indonesian menu. Um, um, the other type of food I like to cook is Middle Eastern. Mm. Um, so a lot of like Moroccan and Egyptian and just a bit more out there flavors. Uh, my boss was Egyptian in, in Berlin. So he was really into his Egyptian dishes. Um, so I really enjoy cooking those, that type of food. I just like food that's very much big in flavor, yeah. big in flavor big in colour, you know, not a chicken breast and two flipping lots of vegetables. It's boring. You know, I want to cook something that's exciting, something unique, something people haven't had before, something that's going to absolutely fill your flavour with a unique taste you've not tasted before, you know. I think anybody can make their own Sunday roast or whatever they want. The whole point of having a, a private chef is to have something a little bit different and something that's probably for most people a bit a bit above their kind of um ability you know so get someone in that can that can do that it's, it's much better for them isn't it like throwing a roast dinner or a normal lasagna together is you know fine but when you want something really tasty and different that's where you you know come in exactly exactly um yeah, like you say, you know, you're not going to hire a chef to do a Sunday roast. Oh, in fact, I have done a couple of, over the year, but very rarely. People want something a bit different. Like you say, most people can handle a, a Sunday roast themselves. But, you know, most people, they'll hire me and we'll discuss a menu and it will always end up being something they've never had before. Because why would you have, have a chef around and, and not try something different? You know, or, or try something out of your 
ability. On normal life, when we're not in lockdown, how does that work? So you'll get an inquiry, say, I've got a dinner party for 15 people. Um, I'm not sure what, how I, what I want. Or they might say, actually, I want everything Moroccan or a certain dish and style, or a certain type of style. Do you have a normal, do you have a face-to-face meeting normally and just go through menus and styles and look at the cooking facilities in their house? Exactly. So once I get an inquiry through, generally by email or by my phone or Instagram or something, I'll, I'll contact them and try and arrange a, a date to meet up where we can discuss menus, diet requirements, likes, dislikes. We can have a look around the kitchen. That's more beneficial for me. You know, I can I can have a look at what equipment they've got to see what I need to bring, um, see what types of plates and cutlery, where the table is, all these different things that help me get a better idea of how the night is going to go, but also give me a full understanding of, of what the client wants, you know, exactly to make sure that that evening's super special and, and, and what they want. So, yeah. And then from there, you put the menu together, yeah, so, working with them. But do you ever say to you, do you ever do any of your um, clients ever say to you, surprise me? <laughs> yeah, massively. So, so once we've, once we've come up with, you know, either a menu or they've just said, you know, surprise me, or, you know, I'd really like just Asian cuisine, do your thing, you know. That yeah. happens a lot. Then I'll go back and the bit of the job that nobody really recognizes is the planning that goes into these things. So I'll, once I've met them, you know, I'll have an idea of what the kind of food they want to cook is, but then I'll have to come up with a menu. You know, my dinner parties are not so much set starter main dessert. You know, it's seven starters, 10 mains dessert cheese canapes everything um because i like to i like everyone to experience lots of different flavors and not just have one dish put in front of them so i'll try and do like a continuous run mm. of food like a like um big tapa kind of almost food. like a tapa style yeah but bigger so <laughs> bringing dishes out constantly yeah, yeah until you know you can't eat anymore you know that's kind of the what I do um but I love that style of eating because I'm tapas is my favorite um tapas and just um and greek um meze oh it's my favorite I could just graze all day and I don't like being I don't like a massive dish putting in front of me it kind of makes me feel a little bit overwhelmed and thinking I've got to eat all of this I prefer little dishes so I think that's really nice actually that's really cool yeah that's that's gone down really well yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. It makes it more exciting for, for guests, doesn't it? Um, so what about the future then? So what, what's, what, how has this, um, how's lockdown affected you? Yeah, it's affected me massively. You know, I haven't cooked for three and a half months. You know, I had, to, mm. I had a tiny bit of delivery work, but the kitchen that I was using got shut down and then I couldn't really cater from my house because I've got such a small kitchen. So I just decided that I'll concentrate on changing like little things within the business um mm-hmm. you know working on my website to make sure that my google rankings were really good and you know I've written a recipe book and I've built some software that will save me some time planning and you know I've just tried to to get to iron out the creases that were in the business over lockdown uh, so it's actually like yeah. I was I was in complete panic mode. I didn't know what to do. I was I was trying to adapt, trying to do lots of different services to the point where I just said, I'm quite lucky in the sense that my business should, should survive at the end of this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, as long as I keep myself in in the client's eyes in, in you know live on social media, um, mm-hmm. active on social media, um, and just keep myself busy and keep myself in the public eye, that when I come out of lockdown, there's no reason why it shouldn't pick up where it left off. Yeah. So, and that's exactly what's happened. You know, I um, I didn't start cooking until July the 1st, but I've been, I'm now fully booked until mm. the middle of September. So the reaction has just been amazing, you know. That's fantastic. People are looking for alternatives. To, yeah, exactly that, exactly. Alternatives to eating out. I mean, there's some people that are still... I mean, myself included, I'm, I would still be quite nervous about going to a restaurant at the minute. So, but I'm also sick of eating my own food, and not having an experience and having something cooked for me. That's amazing. So for me, what you're offering is kind of, it's, it's perfect for the situation we find ourselves. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, so I'm speaking to a lot of, you know, everyone I'm speaking to on the phone. It's like what you said, you know, I'd say 50% are sort of not comfortable mm-hmm going out yet you know not comfortable going in a restaurant and also the hassle of it all at the moment it's not you don't just go to a restaurant these days you go to a restaurant you have to take your name and number you have to you know be part of this app or something and all, all these different different things that take away from the enjoyment of, of, of dining out or going for a drink out you know this way you can still have you know your close family and stuff around and it's just me you know when I take lots of procedures to, to make sure that I'm you know really clean and and I've got my masks and my gloves and my anti-back sprays and all that to make sure that I'm following mm-hmm. all guidelines to ensure that you know everybody feels super safe because you know it's a weird time we're living in and that's yeah. the most important thing so um and then a lot of people are just sort of you know they're just looking for something to do you know they've been stuck in the house for I know they're still in the house but I mean that you know being stuck with the same people um for such a long amount of time that suddenly they can invite you know mm. a couple of households together yeah you know it's a perfect way to to do that exactly the experience isn't the same as what it used to be you can't just kick back and relax it's you're there for two hours then you've got to leave and it, it just doesn't feel the same having a party in your own house and having a chef come to you you can that you can kick back and I think that gives people a lot of security and it, you can relax a lot more you, you were saying you sort of kind of cater up to 30 people for a private um dining event how, how about weddings have you had and I think it's still only 30 guests for a wedding at the moment so have you got any weddings booked him from now until September not until September no but I have got three weddings for next year mm. I had because I did have two weddings and they got cancelled because of COVID mm. or postponed for the next year so, you know, I just had to, to go with it, really. And, and, yeah, I've got three next year, three summer weddings to do. So the three weddings that you've got, are they sort of on your bigger catering? You know, when you're saying it's kind of for more of a non-buffet, it's for sort of <laughs> 300 people, or are they um, for just up to 30 guests? There's a mixture, actually. So we've, mm-hmm. two of them are under 30 guests. They're very small. One's only 16 people. Mm-hmm. I think one is 30 people and one's 300. Right. Or supposed to be three hundred. I doubt it will be, but I don't know because we just we're just we playing just by know. it. We just don't know. It could be this huge wedding. It could be dragged back. But um, yeah. So for the smaller weddings, I, I do still do like a very much a dinner party, um, a dinner party thing. 
but let's just say you know you take it up a notch <laughs> if that makes sense yeah um yeah you know you might the champagne might be more expensive and you know little little things you know um and i guess it's a bit more um involved with the with the clients you know i'll sit down and talk with them a lot more about it because it's their special day you know i'll have a bit more of a team with me um yeah and then for the bigger you know for the bigger parties it's uh more like you say this buffet i need to think about i need to invent a new word for buffet that's like fancy buffet it's quite but, like um, non-buffet buffet okay <laughs> non-buffet <laughs> so my non-buffet buffet service yeah, so I'll do lots of, you know, beautiful salad platters and, you know, help yourself food, but not like your pork pies and things like that. More like, um, you know, for example, I do huge goat's cheese and pickled raspberry and caramelized walnut salads. I'll do some uh, Moroccan couscous with mango and, a you know, a yogurt and mint dressing um, oh, salad good. platters. Um, you know, I'll do full-baked camemberts and, and a burrata and... Um, lots of chartreuserie and you know lots and lots like that's just off the top of my head but lots and lots of bright and colorful beautiful food tasty you know. well yeah exactly exactly and just not your usual you know your typical sausage rolls and, and you know pineapple and cheese, cheese on stick yeah there you go um, you'll never see a pork pie at a pete cook's buffet a pete cook's non-buffet buffet so where can where can people find you pete um so you can go to petecooks.com that's my website there's all the information on there about my different services and there's all information on there about my different services including my dinner parties do regular cooking and also i do cooking lessons um, or you can get in touch by uh, Instagram. You know, my handler is Pete underscore underscore cooks. Um, you can contact me by email, hi at petecooks.com and your Cheshire podcast and get the details there as well. Yeah, we'll pop all of the details and all the links to your websites, etc., on the show notes. And we'll pop a link on it on our website as well. What about YouTube, Pete? Do you ever film yourself cooking? <laughs> well, that's what I'm getting into now. So over just before lockdown i'd hired someone to help me with my pr and to give me media training because before lockdown i was just fully booked with regular clients and dinner parties sort of three four months in advance so i was thinking what's the next step really and for me the next step is sort of you know tv chef um Mm celebrity chef and that's where i'm aiming for so yeah you should hopefully watch the space you should be seeing a lot of like tv stuff um youtube facebook live things like this you know um and just that's super yeah no i'm I'm absolutely buzzing about it you know i was in cheshire live a week ago and and things like that and i'm just doing a lot of media around cheshire and trying to sort of be um try and get recognized in cheshire first you know that that would be that's mm. my, my goal really yeah well we'd love to come and interview you you know on a live um watching you cook we'll film right. it we'll get our cameraman down we'll be once we get out of this i know we're sort of out of lockdown now but it still isn't quite safe to have people going you know doing too much together yeah. so once we get the go ahead 
we will have to we'll have to do that and come and film you and interview you while you're actually cooking that'd be amazing i'd love that i'd love that too anytime it's been amazing talking to you you too victoria and thanks for coming on your chat <laughs> it's a pleasure thanks Pete. bye bye